Hey folks, it's King from Stay Tuned Sports, and I gotta tell you, I love energy drinks. They help give me that boost that I need to finish all my work, get through game film recaps from all of Sunday's games, and they provide that pick-me-up during a very long week. What I don't love is that crash and the jitters, the gross feeling you get with most other energy drinks. And that's why I tried Dubby, and I gotta tell you, Dubby is a game changer with flavors like Dragonade, Beach and Peach, Galaxy Grenade, and my personal favorite, the Dub Sludge. You can find your favorite or just get them all. There's no jitters, there's no crash because there's no sugar in Dubby. Plus, Dubby contains Neurofactor, an all natural ingredient derived from coffee cherries, which has been linked to enhanced brain function. You go on over to Dubby.gg right now, that's Dubby.gg, to grab the best energy drink you've ever had. And if you enter the code STSPORTS18, in all caps, you'll get 10% off your order. That's STSPORTS18 to get 10% off of Dubby. Be better. Stay tuned. Welcome back to another episode of Stay Tuned Sports. It's your good friend Jimbo here with a uh, slightly injured King. Not injured. I'm. Um, oh, I mean, your, your um, voice sick. Your, your voice you is know. part of your body, so you know that's that's uh, a well, questionable. Know, my body is part of my body. I'm just you know <laughs> you get you get the little infections or whatever it is, and you know it's the winter time. Everyone say it's not COVID, so come <laughs> on. I already had that again. Had that <laughs> twice already. Uh, so it's not, it's not the vid. I don't know what the hell it is, but, uh, I've been feeling really, uh, just really kind of shitty the last couple of days, but on the, on the plus side, okay. uh, for my voice, which is already, uh, beautiful and deep and bass and, and everything like that, it's made it even more so. So, uh, ladies, <laughs> this show is for you. If you've ever been looking forward to just having a nice voice to listen to <laughs> is maybe just to drift off to dreamland. Here you go. Hey, how you doing? What's going on? Hey. I, I don't have to put the boost on anymore now. <laughs> the boost, <laughs> the boost base. <laughs> Remember that back in the day on on, on our boom boxes and stuff like that. Like that. Was yeah, the, yeah. That you was had the, like the little equalizers have. and yeah. shit like that. Yeah, you could always move them up or down and screw shit. Yeah, that was always that was always. A <laughs> 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 well, this sounds really great. God, we're stupid kids. Uh, what it is it is what it is it's fun be you know listen it was uh it was a time that people won't understand man yeah. they won't understand having a big ass boom box to carry around now everybody's got you know like listen you know it's an advancement of technology i'm never gonna deny that but man there was something cool with having it now you have like you can have like massive surround sound speakers you know in your hand yeah you know <laughs> yeah. that like blow your eardrums out and it's like it's it's you know it's just one of those things as i'm a, listen i'm an old 
Okay, I get it. I, I at this point I have to accept the fact of I'm just one of the olds now. I'm a 41 year old man, and all the stuff that I used to say, oh, old people suck. They don't get us. It's like <laughs> I'm I'm that now. I'm, I am not, I moved on in the phase of life to that. And to all the young people listening, if there are any young people listening, uh, it's going to happen to you too. Oh yeah, it's, it's coming. It's coming faster than you think. My mine with the with the the oldest is. You spend too much time in the electronics and, and that, that tube channel thingy. Well, that was, again, when I was a kid, that was, you're spending too much time on that Nintendo. Yeah. You know, if that Nintendo, <laughs> what are you doing, doing all that stuff? And it's like, you know, uh, you, you look back on it now and you're like, that's it. And then you have kids watching YouTube or OnlyFans or whatever the hell kids are watching nowadays. <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, <laughs> uh, there we go. Get ready for that. That's going to be happening all show, folks. It, it, it's funny you, you brought up about Nintendo. I mean, you were kind of just messaged back back and forth a little bit over the weekend. Me and the wife went to a, a Baby Pens game. And mm -hmm. uh, I don't know why. Every time I see the Zambonis come out, I automatically think of ice hockey from Nintendo. Ice hockey from Nintendo was one of the first games I ever owned. And... I love that game. I still love that game to this day. What you had the you had the choice of the three players. You had the skinny guy, the medium guy, and the, <laughs> and fat, the fat guy. guy yeah. <laughs> uh, and yeah, when you had the in between periods, it would have the little Zamboni guys come across it, and you know they were like little dancing in their little Zamboni seats, going back and forth <laughs> on the screen. I loved that game. That game was great. And then I advanced from that to Blades of Steel. I and that played was, that a couple times. That was to like the. Ice hockey walked so that Blades of Steel could run, okay. and Blades of Steel was was really my first big hot. Like I was, we, me and my brothers, we used to have tournaments in in Blades of Steel, and <laughs> like that music from it, and like and like that all still resonates with me. And then the next advancement when I was like about thirteen years old was uh actually no i was 12 because at first it was nhlpa 93 okay and i played it at my cousin's house and i fell in love with that game and then came out nhl 94 which i think to this day is still considered to be maybe the finest hockey game that's ever been made huh. uh and uh, I remember for my 13th birthday, my parents got me a Sega Genesis. And one of the first games I got was NHL 94. And it it's still to this day, it is the best game I've ever played in my life. And I listen, I love all the other games. Yeah. I love the newer stuff. I love well, all the graphics are so much better and all that kind of stuff. And, and, and that's fine. And Silent Hill was great when I first had PlayStation. And I can go through PlayStation games and all the, like, oh, these are great. But to me, the greatest game ever and i ever played was nhl 94 and it's, i don't know i don't know if it'll ever be topped to tell you the truth that was just a great game that's that's what it seems to be the the the, the popular opinion among um nhl fans that play the game uh and, and the, the ones that came after it too that they always say the 94 one is the best one out there um, yeah and well when they came out with i think it was the 25th anniversary of of NHL ninety four, yeah, uh, it was a couple of years ago, uh, uh, and they released uh, their latest version of it of the EA NHL series, whatever okay. it was. But they released it with 
an NHL 94 version yeah that you could play with all the other stuff and I was like I that's the, I really wanted that yeah and I ne- I didn't get that game unfortunately cuz I didn't have any you know video games or anything like that I think it was the 20th anniversary or whatever 20th 25th something like that yeah. either way um I want you know I I I didn't get that but to this day, I would still I would still play that if I could find like an emulator somewhere and go ahead and play the NHL ninety four. I would. As it is to me, still the pinnacle of hockey games. You know, uh, kind of sticking with hockey here for for a minute here because we obviously will get into the NFL, the firings, the the playoffs, and all that. Um, Flyers weren't playing last night, so I was like, I'm I'm in the mood to watch some hockey. Let's see who's on. And uh, I actually watched your Devils last night. Yeah, ESPN, baby. Yeah. There we go. We got ESPN, and, and what a comeback win, dude! Uh, for my New Jersey Devils, we're starting. We're starting to get our feet back under us a little bit. Had a little bit of a swoon. You, you are, bit. you are just like me with the Eagles. Oh, fire, fire rough. Hashtag fire rough. You guys are in second fucking place. Eh, well, we should be at first. So that's the question. <laughs> you know, that's the thing. Like, listen, going into this year, I didn't expect anything. I wanted him fired to start off with, and we lost the first couple games we had. I was like, okay, I'm fine. Fire him. Let's go. It's going to be another shitty year. Yeah. And then uh, we went on that incredible run where we won like 18 uh, or 17 of 18 games or some some such crazy nonsense. And it's like, oh, okay, we're unbeatable. We're never going to lose a game again. This is great. Um, and then we went a bit on that swing where we lost like – uh, seven of eight, seven and nine, something like that. And I was just like, well, okay, we suck again, fire rough because <laughs> this is clearly that was an anomaly. Yeah. And now here we are. And now we've kind of been a little bit more consistent in the winning. So now it's like, all right, well, let's see where this goes. I don't know. That's my, my whole thing. When we first started talking about this on the show, uh, my my thing was, let's see how we do before the All-Star. Let's we'll see where we are at the All-Star break yeah. before I get too excited. Because that's the other thing. Too. It was exciting. I liked it. But I'm also like, I've seen too many teams get off to like a nice big hot start and then drop or do anything like that. So I'm like, and, and also there was, I, I didn't, I didn't have that feeling about the, the devils this year. Like, Oh, we're going to be good. We're going to be a really good team. Like, it's like, you know, you hope, you know, you have talent, you have these pieces there, but you're never sure how it's going to work. And rough is one of the reasons why I didn't think it was coming together. Yeah. Uh, but sure enough now, now is, are they winning in spite of the coach? Are they winning because of him? I don't know. That's, you know, that's up to your interpretation, uh, you know, and how you do it. I'm not an expert, never claimed to be. So I'm not going to put my, my thought out there. I think they're playing good despite him, but that's just, you know, that's what I'm saying. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I I, but, I I will say though that second uh, goal that Mercer had of, of his night that Bobby Orrest goal dude that yeah, was, that I was, was like cool. what the fuck that's like, pretty cool man that's he, pretty cool he even had the goalie like looking around like where the fuck did that come from well, yeah like not only it, it was that was that's that's a highlight goal yeah that's one of those ones that'll be up there I think eventually for like one of the goals of the year just for that's just how cool it looked yeah. you know like. Yeah, listen, if you go when you go flying through the air and you score a goal, it's gonna be a cool it's gonna be a cool goal. So, yeah. you know, uh that is just what it is. Um but yeah, I mean I'm excited. And see like the fly hey, listen, the Flyers had a good ten game start to the season too, and they've kind of gone back down. But here's the problem with the Flyers is like they 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 haven't done anything with any of their players. And I think they were playing well to start off the year. Again, where they were playing above what their talent level is, yeah, and now they've kind of fallen back a little bit. Um, 
I think the reason they there are as good as they are or have been, you know, and that's again being relative with that uh, with that statement is because of Tortorella. And yeah. you know, yeah, no, he's he's an abrasive dick. He can only stay around a place for a couple of years before you got to get rid of him. He reminds me of Mike Keenan in that kind of sense. But okay. uh, like if you're looking to change your culture and change a locker room around and make your team a little bit more tough, which is, I think one of the flyers uh, and flyer fans biggest uh, concerns with the team is like, they, they, they weren't fighting. They weren't battling. There seemed to be just like a lethargic kind of, Oh, ho-hum. We suck. We'll deal with it. Kind of mentality. And uh, of everything you can say about uh, Tortorella, he's not that guy. Yeah. He's not that guy. So, uh, and and not, not only that, what you guys got a shutout recently. You just shut out the what was it, the Blues for nothing or something? So, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, it's there are glimpses there that if the Flyers front office in there uh, and Chuck Fletcher, who I don't know how he still has a fucking job, but hey, listen, there are strange there are stranger hirings and firings in the sports world, but. That's one of them I will never get is how that motherfucker still has a job. But the thing uh, is, like, I, I keep seeing, you know, fans or or writers on Twitter saying, well, he's, he's only keeping his job because of all the injuries. And then next year comes injuries. Next year comes injuries. Okay, I understand. Past couple of years, we've been brutalized by injuries. You can't keep using that excuse, though, for him. You know, there's got to be... He's got to be able to work some type of magic to bring players in a trading deadline or something like that to help with it's those not magic. It's not magic. You know, you're but, not looking for magic. You're just yeah. looking for competent uh, personnel moves. Yeah. And that hasn't happened in Philadelphia in, in quite some time, whether it's been with Hextall, whether it's been uh, Holmgren, whether it's been now with Chuck Fletcher, it just there it it, it it seems like Philadelphia just has this weird aversion to making proper personnel moves. Yeah. And I like will that ever get fixed? I don't know. But uh, and it's th- weird for a couple of years there before Carter Hart came it was the the goalie curse. We could never Oh that the goal listen. The goalie thing with with Philadelphia has always been that's been there for forty fucking years now, yeah. or third at least ever ever since Hextall left. Yeah, Hextall was your last really consistently good goaltender. Yeah. Um, but outside of that, like again, the Flyers have made a couple runs to the Stanley Cup Finals uh, and lost and done everything like that. Um, but overall, the one thing you could always say about the Flyers is they they just uh especially recently is uh, personnel moves and, and goaltending and Carter Hart too. Listen for as much as you want to like the guy and everything like that, he's been, uh, you know, along those same lines of just inconsistent. He's inconsistent yeah. and the flyers need consistency and something good. And whether you want to say that's goaltending or defense or both or neither or whatever, like uh, it's, it's a it's it's been a rough road for the Flyers, uh, personnel wise. Like I said, and uh, and for the last three decades, with trying to find a fucking goaltender worth a damn. Yeah. Uh, and uh, you know, that we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. And listen, they might surprise people this year. Maybe they sneak into the playoffs. Doubt it, but and, they might. And maybe that's why my Flyers suck. Is I really haven't watched too much, um, too many Flyers games 
so far because of the NFL and college football and stuff like that. So with NFL and college football coming to an end, um, sadly, we got XFL. Yay! You got hey, Battle Hawks, baby! <laughs> I like the Battle Hawks. Vipers poop standing up. <laughs> they do. They do. Even though they moved to Vegas, now Vegas is going to be covered in stand-up <laughs> poop shit because they they do that. So, uh, but that's it. Let's enjoy the little bit of football that we have left. Um, you know, uh, you know. I tried to enjoy Monday. Listen, the only thing enjoyable about uh, uh, Monday night's game with uh, with the national championship was uh, the Pat McAfee show field pass that ESPN had on ESPN two because that game was ugly. Uh, well, I didn't get to, to watch other things going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I know, uh, but I'm just the, saying. The next day, you didn't well, miss anything. I, well, can I tell you something? You didn't miss anything. The, the the first thing I seen about it was someone posted a meme, a, a, a gif or whatever, of a Family Guy, and Peter Griffin had a box, and he was e, and here. Was oh a, yeah, with the dead, dead frog. frog. In it. Yeah, yeah. And I'm yeah. watching and watching. I'm like, oh man, that, that oh man, that that must have been that bad. And I looked at the score and I looked at the box score and I'm like. Well, you were there for the first quarter, at least, <laughs> kind of. <laughs> Dude, it was at one point that game was ten seven. Uh, TCU uh, had scored a touchdown. I was like, okay, they got to stop uh, Georgia here and uh, and get it. You have to get the ball back, get a get a get a field goal, get a touchdown, something, and then right back in the game. It's like we might have a game here. Yeah. Uh, and then Georgia scored, and it was seventeen to seven. And then uh, I think there was a turnover, and then it was twenty four seven. And then it's like, okay, well, this game is over. <laughs> but boy, did we not have any idea of how over that game was. The last two touchdowns, I believe, that Georgia scored were scored by like their freshmen. Holy shit! <laughs> they had like their freshman team out there. They had like even like uh, offensive lineman, quarterback, receiver, like. They had taken out everybody, and they were just still scoring. Like it was well, not and, and pretty. You, you know what? When I saw the score, it, this this question popped in my head. Um, do you think this Georgia team, the past couple of years, is the new Alabama from uh, like the the twenty ten? We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Only time will tell. I don't. I'm not going to go out there and limit and say that right now. Okay. Uh, but back to back is good. Let's see what they do without Stetson Bennett. But isn't this their, their third in like four years that they... No, this is their second. Only they only had, okay. nope. They've only won in the last two years. They were in one a couple years ago against Alabama okay. uh, and lost. Uh, that was a good backup. That was 2017, yeah. I think, was them in Alabama, and uh, Alabama won. Uh, that was the tour game, I think. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, I remember that game. Yeah. yeah he, he came out and didn't... Wasn't that the game Hurts came in? No, I think... that No, that was the game where Hurts was... The starter, okay. Because remember, they had Tua, yeah, and then they benched Tua for Hertz, and then Hertz didn't play well, so they put Tua back in, and he led the comeback. Yeah, that's right. Okay, I think it was something, something like, like that. that. Yeah, and then that was when Jalen left Alabama to go to Oklahoma. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, because I think that was the that was like. So yeah, no, I don't. That was the, I think that was our first look at Tua or something like that. Yeah, it was something like yeah, that. Yeah, he was like a, a not a freshman, but he was like a sophomore or, or junior. He either was, way, yeah. either way, 
uh, that was the that that was that game where they came back and uh, and beat Georgia. So yeah, it's, Georgia's been around, but they were kind of having that you know uh, close but no cigar, always Brides a bridesmaid yeah. kind of feeling. You know uh, whether it was the SEC championship games or anything else like that. Um, you know, so I mean, since we're talking about Bama and Georgia here, for all the Bama fans out there, you guys were still lost. Like I, I keep uh, seeing, see, you should, see, that's why Bama should have been the, the number, the number three or the no, number four, whichever when when they first came out. The no, playoff because and here's the thing, I still think they got everything right because yes, uh, I, I T- too. TCU beat Michigan. Sorry about it, and and Ohio State almost beat Georgia. You know, yeah. and I I think if you put Alabama where Ohio State was, we still get the same game we had because Georgia beats Alabama. Yeah. And I think that's that's I think that's clear. I'm sorry, it is. Um, but what that also tells me is that Ohio State probably beats Alabama too. Um, <laughs> I don't. I like. I'm sorry, Bama. Bama didn't belong this year. They just didn't. No. Um, and listen, if Michigan happens to pull out that game against TCU, was that a TCU winning? Do we get as bad of a beating as we get? I don't, I don't know. But I tell you what, I bet you Georgia wins that game fucking too. Yeah. So I don't think anything really changes. Um, you know, the only thing that would have happened with Michigan is just there would have been a bigger name and it wouldn't have been as big as a of a point spread maybe yeah. to start off. But I think they probably still lose that game to Georgia by at least 14 points, if not more. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, if you really look at the, the top five or six, you know, my, obviously minus Georgia. Georgia, I think, would have won against every single one of those teams in the, the title game, if, if those teams made it, you know what I mean? And Georgia beats Michigan. Georgia obviously beats TCU. Yeah. And Georgia, well, no, that's, well, that's the thing, is that Georgia almost lost Ohio State. And that's what I mean. It's like the, the Ohio State, Ohio State, <laughs> uh, the, despite losing to Michigan, Ohio State might have been the closest uh, talent-wise and able to give Georgia a run for their money than anybody else in the top four there. Yeah. Anybody else who made the playoffs. So, um, you know, in that aspect, Georgia got lucky with that missed field goal at the end because if Ohio State makes that, that's Ohio State in the championship game. And, boy, how pissed off would Michigan fans be is that they've beaten Ohio State twice, but Ohio State would be the, the national champion this year <laughs> yeah. because they would have beaten TCU. And to be fair, to be honest, Ohio State – probably would have been in TCU looking at the results of the game. Now, why did that happen? Why was TCU able to play against Michigan the way they did and not in this game? Were the brights, were the, were the lights too bright? Were, was it just they weren't prepared? Like, I, I don't know. Yeah. But um, to me, that tell, you know, all that tells me is for everybody who was on Michigan, that tells you how far Michigan still has to go, I think, as far as trying to be a top tier. And also it shows – now the top elite of the SEC is still miles ahead of everybody else. Yeah. As much as I don't like to admit it, as much as I don't like to say it, when you, you know, the SEC, if you're at the top of the SEC, you're usually going to be the best team in college football. And until it's proven otherwise, we're, we're not there. And the closest we got was Ohio State almost beating Georgia. Yeah, but you know, almost only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades. Yeah, and and that's where we are. So, but that was a anticlimactic national championship game. It sucked. Uh, I 
mean, I, I had a feeling it was going to be a blowout, um, but not that bad. That that's just see, bad. I didn't. I had the feeling that oh, you know, because I was like everybody was saying that Michigan was going to blow out TCU. And so when TCU showed up against Michigan and just went blow for blow, haymaker for haymaker, I was like, well, this is a fucking team that could do something. <laughs> and then when you see how Ohio State was just picking apart their defense, and I was like, Georgia's vulnerable. And you're like, maybe this is this is the thing. Like, listen, you saw what, what uh, Duggan was able to do against Michigan and how they were able to go ahead and move the ball at will. And then you see how Ohio State's able to move the ball at will against Georgia. And it's like, Maybe they got a shot. I was like, this is this might be a real good game. This might be good back and forth one like we had on New Year's Eve. Like this could be a real good fucking game. And when uh Georgia goes up 10 nothing and then TCU scores 10-7, and you're like, you're starting to think this could be a blowout when it's 10 nothing, and then TCU scores a touchdown. It's like, oh no, here we go. Okay, now we got something. Now we got a game. Yeah. And then literally 15 minutes of real time later, and it's like, well, Pat McAfee's making some funny jokes, but that's about <laughs> the only thing entertaining about this fucking game because it was it was that bad. But, uh, you know, it, it is what it is. And now, and now we get to move on to the big boys and the, and the super wild card weekend. Yeah. Uh, coming up here. Even though the uh, final week of, the, of the, the regular season was pretty, pretty wild. It was, um, listen, uh, from your perspective as an Eagles fan. I'm worried as shit. Um, <laughs> like, listen, I don't know what I'm saying, because the Eagles blew the Giants out in their first game. Yeah. Uh, again, like I said, the Giants had a, <laughs> basically putting a practice squad out there. So I, I, I said, you know, it is what it is. Um, but here the Giants actually put out a second string team against the Eagles and fucking hung around the whole game. I mean, it, it was so bad that Kenny Galladay got a touchdown. Yeah, and a, and quite a spectacular touchdown yeah. catch too. <laughs> uh, all he needed was seventy-seven more of those fucking catches. <laughs> but um, you know, uh, like here, here uh, live watching it, I was like, "This can't be happening." I really thought get Jalen Hurts back, and we'll go back to the, the beating you guys by twenty, thirty points because of second stringers. And when we got by 15, I'm like, okay, we could pull our starters now. And he didn't pull our starter, our starters. And I'm like, this is not good. And I mean, we still won by was it 10 or something like that? Like, I mean, it wasn't super, super close, but it should have been a lot bigger um, win than uh, what it was. And then to come out afterwards, and Nick Sirianni says, yeah, Jalen Hurts was hurting pretty bad after the game. What the fuck, dude? <laughs> you know. Um, but and the Eagles needed that game. Yeah, you needed it, that game to be the number one seed and the one. Now, granted, results being what they were, <laughs> you didn't have to worry about the division. Does. Yeah, uh, you weren't. I mean, listen, we want to talk about failures and absolute collapses. That could definitely be one of them. Uh, but you still needed it for the for the number one because San Francisco is looking like a goddamn juggernaut going yeah. into the playoffs. And I mean, I, I don't know if you did your power rankings or not, but I saw. Uh, CBS, I think, did one. Not Chris Sims, but like CBS Network did a a playoff power ranking, and I think they had the they had the Chiefs first, uh, Buffalo two, San Fran three, 
San, San Fran three or four, Bengals three or four. I forget which one was where. No, I saw. I saw. They basically went by record. I don't like the CBS power rankings because they do that. They okay. go by basically what the record is instead of actually put it. Because if if we're gonna do playoff rankings personally, yeah. Number one for me, um, it's got to be San Francisco. San Francisco to me is the number one. Number two right now, if you had to put it on me, I think it would be the 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 Chiefs. Okay. Um, number three would be the Bills. Number four would be the Bengals. Number five would be the Eagles. That would be my top five going into the playoffs. Yeah. Because right now the the the, the playoffs might go through Philly, but if you got the 49ers coming into Philly, I don't know how that turns out well for you guys. The only way I could see it going good for us and weather would have to play some type of of part of it. It would have to be raining or snowing. So you could take that passing game away, and if it boils down to but a, they run, have a good, they have a good running game too, though, and their defense is, and that's the other thing too. Is sure you might slow down their offense, but you got to score against that defense. And yeah, but, I mean, we if got it's one. raining or snowing or just gross outside, that also limits what Jalen Hurts can do. Yeah, like that. That's going to limit your offense as well. Yeah. So. You know, it's like, oh, well, we can have that, and it'll stop their game. Well, it stops yours, too. Yeah. You know? So uh, that it's gonna that's definitely going to uh, neutralize A.J. Brown. Uh, yeah. That neutralizes your aerial attack. Uh, and then it's what? It's it's the Eagles against that front seven for the Niners? Good fucking luck. Say hi to Nick Bosa for me. And his arms. And his big, massive, dreamy <laughs> arms, as my wife loves to talk about. <laughs> Let's talk about the the Bills game though. How the the game started off. I'll tell you what, you couldn't write a story, but a lot of people are probably gonna be like, Well, this is proof that the NFL story, but they yeah. write this shit. This is how they do that. But Bullshit. Yeah, shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what what a hell of a start for that uh for that team, for that game. Um unbelievable. As as we record this now, Damar Hamlin has been released from uh, the hospital in Buffalo. Yeah, because he got he got transferred there on uh, Monday, I believe, from yeah. uh, the University of Cincinnati uh, intensive care. He was out of that. He got transferred from Cincinnati to Buffalo, um, and uh, they just did some further tests there. They wanted to see what they could find uh, as far as any of the other stuff. You know, like what, what could be the causes, what could have been the cause. With is it anything like that? Like they just did a big battery of tests on him. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, that's what I heard is like uh, about noon-ish on, on Wednesday afternoon is they, he went home. Yeah. So at the end of the day, um, as bad as that looked two Mondays ago, the fact that that, that guy is going home uh, with full neurological function he's he's all there yeah like he's not you know there's no uh uh vegetableization as they like to call it um you know there's no uh lasting impact or damage on on any of that and that he's good enough just to be able to go home and rest and recover and do all that kind of stuff is is mind-blowing yeah because there were serious discussions of like we we there were more than a few people thought that he was dead and not coming back. Oh yeah, I mean he he went what two or three days in the uh, uh, you know in a uh, medically induced coma. 
Yes, they had him. They had him to sleep to to help him recover. Yeah, uh, he was intubated. Uh, he was uh, like it was it was that. And but there were people saying like when they saw the ambulance going to the hospital, they said, "Oh, they don't have the sirens on. That means he's already dead." Don't you know? Yeah, there were people like just straight up already say, "Oh, he's gone. He's gone. Rest in peace." And all this kind of shit, which is number one, which is why I said uh, on on that show following that monday night game yeah. uh i was like if if you're on social media get off it for yeah. now like because social media that night and for the preceding week up until we started hearing the good news was just not the right place to be because it was uh it was toxic it was yeah. tired. it was a lot there was a lot of bad there was a lot of bad and negative energy on there uh you know i'm not and listen i'm not one of these energy people i'm not some hippie don't fucking come at me <laughs> uh but like it was just it, it and twitter's a toxic place anyway but it was really bad that time so just again just to go from that and thinking what might have been the absolute worst to now knowing that he's home you know yeah and and uh and he's he's gonna be all right you uh, know I'm and, curious and, to see if he's gonna be at the game uh this weekend you know as an honorary captain dude, or something. If they fuck it, dude, if he walks out in that field, like I don't listen, listen. I'm a dude, all right. I get it. <laughs> I got a penis. I got a balls. I get all that. <laughs> if he walks out on that field on on fucking Sunday, yeah. Like I'm a I'm I'm gonna ball like a bitch. Oh, there's there's gonna be I'm gonna be crying. Millions of people doing that. I'm gonna be crying like I'm watching the end of Rudy. Yeah. All right. I'm just like I'm I'm putting it out there now. So uh, if anybody sees me crying on Sunday, no, you didn't. You know, it just it is <laughs> just, what it is. Just mind your business, cry yourself, and if you ain't crying, there's something wrong with you. Yeah. You gotta you gotta check yourself. You're a sociopath. You got some kind of fucking borderline personality disorder you should probably go to therapy and get something checked because if that motherfucker walks out in that field i'm gonna lose it i'm gonna lose it so but i'll tell you what though that that opening kickoff when he brought it out veered off to the the right there i was like all right you know now i, I was in the living room by myself the wife was out on the dining room table doing her little projects and uh when he veered off to the right i'm like all right this, this is a, a good return and when he got up to the, the second to the last guy that he had to pass and blew by him and had the right angle on the kicker. I'm like, holy shit. And the wife was like, what's the matter? I'm like, he's going to return this. And once he got past him, I'm like, oh my God. And she's like, okay. I'm like, hun, it's the Bills team, that player that was in the hospital. And she, and even she was like, she got up and came in. It was like, oh my God, that just happened? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, you cannot write a, a better start to to a game no again and that's you know the old phrase has been if you if you gave that script to hollywood they were rejected as being not realistic but yeah. like that's literally a fucking hollywood script yes yeah. that's, that's a that's a movie script that that we just witnessed on that and listening to nance call it and just being like in his corner he's like oh he's got to see him he's got oh my god and then when he realizes like he nobody can catch him like he's got the like you said he's got the angle on the kicker yeah nobody's stopping him and it's just like fucking naeem hines man what a pick i picked him up from the colts uh uh in the middle of the season and they the colts have obviously gave up uh but i mean what a moment and then they do it again yeah that, well, and then i have another one and that one i missed because i i i, I want to see how that game started the bills game started 
And then, you know, it was a close game when I turned it off. Excuse me. Um, I turned on the Steelers game because I was kind of pulling for the Steelers. I I, I would have liked the Steelers be in the playoffs and have a chance to go to the Super Bowl, you know, do, do the Pennsylvania Super Bowl I thing. I would have. Well, that wasn't going to happen. But, no, I know, so. but. And the Eagles weren't going to get it. That's what I mean. I, I've learned. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> I, I've kind of like not learned, but I, I've kind of have taken a, 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 a liking to Kenny Pickett. And I was pulling for him. And I'll tell you what, man, my dad's been on him since the start. He was like, listen, this kid, he's going to be good. I'm telling you, whatever I see, he's going to be good. Yeah. And sure enough, man, Pickett has not been bad this year. He's got a couple of rookie mistakes, a couple of bad throws, but yeah, as Eddie, you would expect from any rookie. But outside of that, kid's been good. And, and I, I'm not sure if you were on, on the show when we were talking about Kenny Pickett or if I was by myself, but I, I, I thoroughly thought no matter how bad their season goes or how good their season goes, Pickett should not start a game this year. He should sit on the bench, learn, you know, by sitting on the bench. And when he came in, when they finally gave up on Trubisky and that stuff, and I'm like, okay, well, now they're, they're just going to completely screw this kid up. And That was a thought. I remember that being a thought yeah, and that they, we they, had they and didn't. we discussed. But, uh, um, when, when, and then when they, they, they pretty much had the game in hand, um, at that point, Miami and the Jets, was it? Who Miami the Jets were playing, yeah. Yeah, it, it was tied six six. I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll you know two minutes. What left. a shitty game that was! I'll tell you that right now. Well, I, I mean, I only saw the last two minutes, and when I turned it on, and Miami was on like the forty yard line, I'm like, fuck, man, Miami's gonna be the one to screw uh, uh, Pittsburgh. And sure enough, they they kicked that field goal. Um, well, that was overtime. Or, it was yeah, a game went to overtime. overtime. Yeah, because and listen, if we can be honest, uh, it's. Both the Jets and the refs kind of screwed over Miami, which in case then or screwed over. Well, the refs screwed over the Jets, and well, the Jets kind of screwed the Jets too because they're the Jets. Yeah, and so because they called a horse collar tackle that wasn't a horse collar tackle. Was that the one that he grabbed the nameplate? He grabbed yeah the back yeah. of the jersey, not the not the collar, not yep. the inside of the pads or anything like that, but literally just the back of the jersey. Yeah. Uh, and they called that a horse collar, uh, which was horse shit, if you ask me. Uh, but that basically uh, ended the Steelers' season there, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but that's the other thing, too. I, the, the thing I'll say about the Steelers is their season turned around when TJ came back. Yeah. And if you want to talk about somebody who is who has meant more to his team maybe than anybody else or any other player, I'll tell you what, it's hard to argue against TJ Watt. I mean, it's it's not, it's not about that fucking Watt family, man. I don't know what it is <laughs> yeah. up on with in fucking Wisconsin, whether it's their farm, whatever fucking fertilizer they're using on the farms <laughs> or the cheesy, and I have no idea. But uh, those Watt boys are a little bit different. And uh, and TJ was, was proof of that because when he was out is when they were one and six. Yeah. Um, And he comes back, and sure enough, the Steelers came almost all the way back to get themselves another improbable playoff spot. Yeah. Which would have been uh that would have been interesting. And I would have and also, just a nice little aside, Mike Tomlin still never had a losing record in the NFL. And some motherfuckers still want to get rid of him. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> it, it, that I was, never understand that. Was the, that. the other side of the Pittsburgh I was rooting for. I, I didn't want to see Tomlin with a a losing record, you know. How the fuck? Like, how do you root against? Like, there's people out there. There's people in Pittsburgh who want him gone. Like, yeah. what the, like he would be unemployed for literally two thousandths of a second. 
before he, somebody else snatched him up. And, Are you fucking kidding me? And that's what I don't understand. I mean, the, the guy's been with Pittsburgh for 15, 20 years, something like that. Almost 20 years now, yeah. And through bad seasons when he went 8-8, eight and eight, and even though it was 8-8, eight and eight, it was more of like a 3-13 and you know, 13 team. Right, right. But yet you have Sean McVay win the Super Bowl or win the Super Bowl last year and then have a bad year this year and I might be done because he doesn't want to go well, through a rebuild. Well, people thought, well, he's he's been talked about as being a fucking TV guy anyway. And again, he's what there's. So he's four years, five years younger than I am, which is depressing. Yes. To think about. <laughs> he's like 34. He's just massively fucking. Yeah, he's like 37. I believe he's 37 yeah. now. So uh, super depressing, <laughs> but uh, like he wants to, apparently he wants to do a bunch of other shit. And there was talks about him going into the booth before last season when they had won the Super Bowl. Yeah. Like even the season, you know, that off season before there was talks of whether he was going to leave then and go and do something else. And then the, the Rams kind of went all in, said, fuck these draft picks, got everybody else. And that's the other thing too, though, like, they lost Von Miller. Yeah. Obviously, he was kind of a piece. And they lost Odell Beckham. But outside of that, they had roughly the same team. They had Aaron Donald back on the defense. Uh, you know, the offensive weapons were still there. Cooper Cup, Cooper Cup got hurt about halfway through the season. But yeah. he was there. Like, they didn't lose him for the whole season. So, it's like, why? Like, why? like that's that was such a, a drop-off in, in what happened. Like... Uh, and that's the other thing too. Like I said, it, I, I don't think it was a, a a lack of personnel. Yeah. Like they had basically the same team. So even with that team, even if you lose a couple pieces, even if you go down a little bit, fine. Then you're, then you're, then you're ten and seven, nine and eight, or something. Even at worst, you know, eight and nine. Yeah. But you're not, you're, you're not four and twelve or whatever the fuck they were. <laughs> like four and thirteen. Like they were fucking terrible. Yeah. Like I don't understand, and that's the shame too. Is that Baker Mayfield went Baker Mayfield at the end of that fucking Seahawks game, and cost the Lions a playoff spot? Because I really want to listen. Congratulations to the Seahawks. I'm glad you're in the playoffs. Whatever. Nobody wants to see you there. Yeah. We all wanted to see the Lions in that spot. All, all of the nation wanted to see the Lions. In Everybody wanted to see the Lions in that spot to see what they could do. Yeah. In that spot, because that team was something else. But also, again, to the Lions' point. If you win that game in Carolina, which you should have going away, yeah, this isn't even a point. Then you're already in the playoffs. But they they tripped up, they stumbled in that game, and it cost them. It cost them. And this is the thing: you have to look at the whole season in total and see yeah. what happened, you know, and and where you could have done better, where you could have gone wrong. And for the Lions, you know, uh, they lost to the Bills on Thanksgiving on that last second field goal. If they had gone for the fourth down and made it, that could have that they could have sealed the game there. That could have been a win. There is something there you can always think about that absolute debacle in Carolina. There's something where you could have closed it out, had the playoffs locked up already, but you screwed up. And that's something you have to think about now. Like there's, there's a couple decisions here or there, but I'll tell you what, if the Lions continue the way they're going, they're going to be, but you just can't start a season one and six again. Can't do it. No. Yeah. You can't do it. Um, but, but a hell of a run, by MCDC and the uh, and the Detroit Lions, and I loved I loved his interview uh, in between the first and second quarter on Sunday night. And they're like, "Well, you know, the Seahawks uh, they beat the Rams. They're going to the playoffs. So, what, 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 did, what did you try to do to find the motivation 
to for you and your players to go out there today and win. And he goes, well, we don't want them to go. <laughs> yeah, that's fuck right. <laughs> Basically, he was like, fuck them. <laughs> we ain't going. I don't want them to fucking go. <laughs> like, what, a, what? I mean, that's and and right there, there's a reason why you love MCDC. You know, he's yeah. just. He didn't sit there to try to say anything like that. Yeah, he's it wasn't like, like politically correct. Yeah, no, he's no, he's not like you know trying to be like, well, we're just, we're just going to try to hope you know hope to end out the season on a high note and do all this kind of stuff. He's <laughs> yeah. like, fuck the Packers, we don't want them. They don't <laughs> fucking fuck them. And that's another reason why I like they started doing the division games as the season finale. Yeah, because you can you have that you have that where you'll maybe have a team that. Uh, either is on the cusp or not as good or can cost somebody else in the division a rival or something. And it's like, what's the motivation? Fuck you. That's why. <laughs> That's all the motivation we need. So, uh, but good run by them. And uh, and now it's, and now, and now here we are. So be, before, we, regular, before regular we start talking, talking about the playoffs, um, what was the, the what, what was the bigger fuck you? The Lions beating the Packers or Lovey Smith screwing oh, Lovie, Houston because Lovey knew Lovey knew there was a reports were already out that they were looking to get rid of Lovey before the game started. Okay, so Lovey said, "You know what?" <laughs> Fuck. And you saw it too because they had that last minute hail mary to get the touchdown. Okay, and then it's like you kick the field goal, you tie, you can go to overtime. Lovey said. Fuck that! We're going for two <laughs> points because fuck you. That's why and uh, cost them the number one pick. I, gained, I love it. I gained so much more respect for Lovey for that. I love it. I love it. I love it. He's like, listen, you gonna fire me? Fuck you. I'm taking away your number one pick. Go fuck yourselves. <laughs> uh, you and, know. And, I mean, and what coach wants to go to Houston? I mean, it's back to back years. You fire a coach after one year. You know, uh, 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 I forget. I think it was part of my take. I was watching, um, and they said one. You know, it was back to back black coaches. So what black coach want to go? Dem, uh, Demarco Ryan, Demico Ryan's whatever it is from San Fran to DC coordinator. I already said, don't even bother asking me for an interview. I'm, I'm not going to interview for that job. Um, what a what a, a shit show that the whole team is, the the organization. Well, no, the organization has been, and they've, again, um, there's been a lot of stuff around them, even during when, you know, before, even before the Deshaun stuff happened. Yeah. Like, it was like when they traded away DeAndre Hopkins, it's like, the fuck are you doing? <laughs> yeah. I mean, and and that was a team that was like this is the thing. You go back three years ago, people forget that Houston was a fucking Super Bowl contender. Yeah, you had Deshaun Watson, you had DeAndre Hopkins, you had JJ Watt on the defensive end. There, you had Jadavian uh, Clowney. You had like yeah. the 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 Texans were a beast. They were a wagon, and they just gave up on them. Yeah, and the front office started making it just you know it was whether it was Bill O'Brien, whether it was like all that stuff. The front office, like that, has been, in my estimation, at least in the last three years, maybe the most no no because the uh, Dan Snyder exists. Um, the second most <laughs> poorly run franchise in the NFL. They are without a doubt terrible, and I think that you're seeing that is like you got people saying. You know, hey, do you want to come be our head coach? And people, you know, even people who are looking to become a first-time head coach are going to go, you know what? I think I'll pass. I, yeah. I might have some better opportunities somewhere else. Um, whether they be white or black or Rooney Rule or whatever we're talking about. Yeah. Um, 
like again, uh, from an eyeball perspective, it's not a good look. Whether you wanted to move on from him or not, you know. Listen, when when they hired Lovey Smith, everybody's first thought was why, you know, like Lovey's, you know, he's come in and gone through the NFL already. We know, you know, he, he you know, he, he's he's okay, but he's not great. Yeah. Like he's not he's not somebody you're gonna hire to turn a franchise around. So why would you do that? Yeah. But then you do hire him and then you fire him in a year. It's like, well then why the fuck <laughs> did you hire him in the fucking first place? Well the, the, it the, the, didn't make sense. The one um conspiracy theory I, I saw was uh that felt like they had a higher lovey because of the Brian Flores lawsuit. Um McNair wants to hire. I saw that going Josh around, McCown. yeah. Yeah. And now if I they, saw that going around. If they hire Josh McCown in the offseason here as a new head coach, I mean, they got to get investigated. I mean, I mean, you know, if this well, is, I mean, if there's smoke, I don't, there's fire. It's a, for, well, I mean, however you want to see the Rooney rules as being dumb or ineffective or uh, basically theater, however you want to put it, yeah. um, you know, it, it it is what it is, and and if that was what they were doing because there was accusations of racism against, I think it was ac- accusations of racism against the the owners there and, and the staff and the, the whole organization there in Houston. Yeah. Um. So they were trying to deflect a little bit. Um. But there's, you know, listen, they even had some some stuff going on with you know conspiracy theories and stuff about the Deshaun Watson situation. That's how bad they are. Yeah. Is that people actually thought that they were hiring the women to accuse the Sean to somehow make themselves look better about kind of fucking over the Sean. Cause he <laughs> asked for a trade and like, like that's how big that that's the, now obviously the, the allegations made against the Sean, there was a lot of them. They were more numerous. Yeah. So obviously there was, there was something there, whether or not it was criminal, that's, uh, again, he's not going to jail. He hasn't been charged. There's no trial, everything like that. So criminally, we don't know. That's yeah. up to you. That's up to you to decide. But there was clearly stuff where he's whipping his dick out, trying to get a happy ending from a bunch of different women. So yeah. that's that. But there was a time where people thought that the Houston Texans organization was so bad and so poorly run that they would legitimately hire people to try to discredit Deshaun Watson so they could look like the good guys in the whole situation. Yeah. Because it wouldn't be that far-fetched Yeah, <laughs> for the True. Texans to do that because they're that bad of a run organ- uh, of an organization. Like, And that's the shame of it is that people thought that about them and people think that about Washington. You have two franchises <laughs> that are so poorly run that people think that, uh, uh, like, I don't know. But hopefully... So maybe we'll get some good news this offseason with 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 Dan Snyder selling the team. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, and then hopefully they can get a name change to something better than fucking Commanders. You know, get the Red Wolves out here, please. Uh, Washington yeah. State Tune Sports. That, that doesn't even make sense. <laughs> I'm sick and my head is foggy, but even I know that doesn't make any sense. All right, <laughs> let's stop being silly. Let's move on. Let's get um, Let's talk about the, the playoffs. Let's go. Playoffs. Super wild card weekend. <laughs> I'll tell you what, man. I am excited for There's a lot of good games. The only game that I'm a little worried that might be a um, unwatchable game is the Cowboys-Buccaneers. Cowboys-Buccaneers? Yep. No, and you're not alone, and I'm not alone yeah. in that part either. There's a lot of people saying, like, that's going to be a fucking stinker. And to be on Monday night, too. Oof. Yeah, no, you want that to be a marquee game. But, again, uh, 
Cowboys sell tickets and Cowboys get eyeballs on screen. As much as we hate them, yeah. Uh, being a Giants fan and an Eagles fan, as much as we hate the Cowboys, the fact of the matter is they get eyeballs on screen. So if you're going to have one marquee matchup on the first ever Monday night playoff game, you're going to pick the Cowboys. Uh, but also, how great would it be for the Cowboys and all them boys to be embarrassed by Tom Brady on Monday <laughs> night in Tampa Bay? I love it. And that's the thing is, I mean, we're going to do a, like a little version of blue picks with the playoffs here in a second. But Mike Evans and Tom Brady's been connecting the past couple of games. So maybe they are hitting their stride at the right time. Like, you know, especially going against the Well, so their last game, they, yeah, the last two games they had, they were, uh, well, not, not the last game because they took Tom Brady out and it was all, you know, yeah. it was, also, but the game before that, where they clinched the division and clinched everything, yeah, no, him and, and Evans were were locked on. So, um, is that something? Uh, it could be. Uh, I would not want to play Tom Brady at home in the playoffs, no matter how good or bad you think he is. Yeah, uh, that's always a danger. Um, and the other aspect is Brady's undefeated against the Cowboys. Seven and zero. Oh, that's true. Yeah. And if I may interject some of my uh, uniform nerdness into this. Uh, the Cowboys are going to be wearing their Navy jerseys against uh, the Buccaneers. This is the first time the Cowboys have worn their Navy jerseys in a while. I can't remember. I don't know the exact date from the last time they wore it. The okay. last time they won wearing their their road blues, it was a different color jersey. Holy shit. It was back in 1978 against the Rams, I believe it was. Uh, they wore their their blue road jerseys, but the blue was a deep royal then, not okay. the navy they wear now. So, um, that's the last time they've won on the road wearing their blue jerseys. Uh, that's a long time. Yeah, that's a long time. You're talking forty five years. Yeah, forty five years. Seventy eight. They're, they're trying to pull out all the stops for good luck here. Uh, well, no, obviously with the Buccaneers at home, they're like, well, fuck it. We're not going to wear the red jerseys. We'll wear the whites and make them wear their blues because uh, that's that's always been a thing with the Cowboys. Yeah. Is um, if you ever notice whenever they play Washington and Washington, if they play the Giants at home sometimes, although recently the Giants haven't been doing that because the, the Giants is kind of like, yeah, fuck you. We don't care. <laughs> um, but they did this time too because they wore their they wore the uh, their their white color rush throwback ones against them this year. So they did make the Cowboys wear blue on okay. the road, uh, and and Philly does it as well. Um, it's it's that thing with the Cowboys because they go oh we wear white at home we we wear the white at home and since everybody else wears colors at home usually yeah they always wear white oh so the good thing with the Cowboys is you're always like well fuck you wear your blues asshole <laughs> uh, so we'll see we'll see what happens we'll see if that trend continues but uh, uh, I got to tell you I I if I'm a Cowboys fan I'm not confident going into that game no especially when you went up against a, a rookie quarterback. And a, a, a team in disarray. Yeah. A quarterback who's a rookie who, when they went to Taylor Heineke, who I thought should have started, he said, no, nah, start the kid. I know you guys are looking for stuff, so start him. Don't worry about it. Yeah. And they're like, okay. So they start <laughs> this fucking kid, and he goes out there. Uh, and, man, you can't, you can't score six points against Washington. You can't do it. Well, and again, you know, Dak Prescott, 
leads the league in interception and missed five games. That that's the the most mind-boggling thing for me is how do you miss five games and still lead the league in interceptions? Because uh, he throws the ball a lot, and I don't know why they force that, especially when you have a tandem like Zeke and Pollard in the backfield. Um, control the clock, run the fucking ball. Why did you know? Listen, like I I don't I don't understand. The, the Cowboys thinking of like, is it like, the, oh, we got to make Dak look good. Oh, we want Dak to look good. Oh, we want Dak to get these stats. We want Dak to be offensive player of the year or something like that. It's like, that's, that's what I think it is. Listen, don't, don't, don't force a square peg in a round hole. If, yeah. If he's not on it, if he's not having his day, and listen, Dak can be a very effective quarterback, but if he's not having his day, fucking use the weapons you have. Like fucking Pollard is a beast, and yeah. you barely use him now. Like you have Zeke Elliott, who maybe not what was what what was what was he what once he was. was. There yeah. we go. <laughs> Language when you're sick is fun. Um, <laughs> but you know you, you use them, and ah, I don't know. And that defense seems to have gotten figured out. Micah Parsons. Is has yeah. not been as effective as he was in the first half of the season. Um, I don't know. Like again, on paper, on paper, Dallas should win this game. Yes, but using the eyeball test and seeing everything how it's trending, man, it's going to be hard not to pick Tampa. And, and not even just because of last week's game either. If you looked at the past couple weeks, other than the Eagles Dallas game. There's been a couple games in there that they they struggled to get going. Well, no, because listen, even if you want to go back to the uh, uh, Christmas Eve game with Dallas and Philly, yeah, um, and then seeing how Philadelphia has been since that game, like Philadelphia has struggled, even with Jalen Hurts back in the lineup. Yeah, Philadelphia seems to have been struggling, but in that game they were going toe to toe with Dallas, and so now the question is. You know, is it is it is it Dallas being that good to hang with Philly? Was it Philly not being great and Dallas still struggling to keep up with them? Like, how do you how do we put you know how do you parse that game now? Yeah, you know of of uh, you know looking at where teams are, and I think that's a that's a hard thing to do as well. Is like trying to judge where a team is based on some gamers because as we've seen it with the NFL this year, and we've seen it in other years too, but this year especially. Um, you know, the, the games and teams change from, from week to week. Like, yeah. you can't just, oh, well, this team beat this team, so they should easily beat this team. And then they get blown up by that team. It's like, well, how did that happen? It's like, well, because the, the other team had a better matchup. They were better. Like, you can't just go based on, you know, what, what the past performance was against a completely other, you know, a, a, a completely different team of how things were. So I think that's that's part of the difficulty of it. Um, but uh, I got to tell you, I don't have a bunch of confidence and the Cowboys, I'm going to be honest, too. I don't have a bunch of confidence in the Eagles. I mean, maybe the the, the week might help them, especially with Jalen Hurts. Um, and and depending on who they play uh, going into the divisional round, I mean, we'll yeah. see. But, I mean, the Eagles have shown all of a sudden a lot of question marks behind that, uh, behind that record. So, I mean, when the time comes that Philly plays, whoever they play, if they come out playing like they did against the Giants – I'm gonna I'm gonna be worried if they come out 
and like a, a, a gang on fire, then I'll be a little bit more comfortable. Like, okay, maybe they, like you said, maybe that week off um, was they, you know, was able to get them get that mojo back or where, however you want to say it. But yeah, as, my, as of right my, now, I'm not not confident for Philly. Here's my thought process because especially with that last week with the Eagles and Giants. If you have Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley starting that game, oh, they won. I think the Giants win that game easily. I, w- I wouldn't go easily, but I think they win that game. I mean, you had Webb as your quarterback who bounced around teams. Daniel Jones is three pegs ab- above him, you know, talent wise. Dude, did you see Davis Webb fucking flatten Blankenship? <laughs> <laughs> to get that touchdown, yeah, he fucking ran. If I'm Blankenship, I retire. <laughs> and I like Blankenship like, when you know, nope, with him. I'm, I'm him, just like oh I just got God. run over by Davis fucking Mills. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just I gotta hang him up. Good luck in the film room with that one, asshole. <laughs> you you know uh, the rest of the defense is ragging on him about it. Oh, dude, I would it would never stop. I would just never stop. <laughs> oh, you want to say something, Mister? I got run over by Davis Mills. Yeah, shut the fuck up and sit that. Yeah, <laughs> like I would never let him forget that. Um, uh, but I mean, so what do we got? We got Saturday is going to be the first, uh, the first round of games here. We got two games on Saturday. Uh, I don't know why I didn't have this already pulled up, but I'm pulling it up right now. So, so I'm just going to go ahead and delay, four, do a little bit of, got do a little bit of, and doing a little bit of this. Yes. Yes. There's only two games, just three games on Sunday, one game on Monday. So you have a two, three, one situation here. Uh, let's look at the NFL schedule, what they have it for. And it's opening up with the Seattle Seahawks at the San Francisco 49ers. Yes. That's a game. It's going to be pretty easy to pick. Then the nightcap is going to be the Chargers at the Jaguars. That has That's going to be a chance to be real good. Yeah. And they got a chance to be a real good game there. Uh, Sunday is the Miami Dolphins at the Bills to open up. Again, two, two is out. If, if Demar Hamlin fucking shows up, I'm losing my shit. <laughs> if Demar Hamlin shows up, just call the game right there because again, two is out. You're gonna have all that. Uh, that crowd's gonna be fucking insane yeah. if he shows up. Um, and uh, then you have the Giants and Vikings, which uh, as could the f- be a good game, four o'clock game. Uh, it it should be. Uh, and then for the nightcap on Sunday, you have the Ravens and Bengals. That should be a blowout. I'm going to say it right now because again i never had faith in the ravens anyway um we gotta do our blue picks i'll hold my 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 opinions i didn't mean to make you choke no you know it's (laughs) everything else and then you have the cowboys and buccaneers there on monday wow i'm looking at espn here but dallas is favored by two and a half I see that as well on FanDuel here. Yeah, wow. Uh, Dallas has got two and a half. The largest point spread that I can see is the Bills. They are 13 and a half over the Dolphins. Yeah. The got, next highest is the Bengals over the Ravens at eight and a half, which is what I said. I think that's going to be a blowout anyway. What do you, what do you so, got for Seattle and 49ers? <clears throat> Seattle and 49ers. Oh, okay. That's right. I'm okay. sorry. Niners are nine and a half. Yeah. Okay. Uh, against the Seahawks. So, yeah. So then it, it goes Buffalo, Niners, uh, and Bengals are the three big favorites. Um, Minnesota is only a three point favorite over the Giants at home. I, th- I think that's uh, about right. And then you have both the Buccaneers and the Jaguars are both, uh, well, no, the Buccaneers are, are, 
although they're underdogs. So I'm sorry. So yeah, the Cowboys, they're two and a half point favorites on the road. I don't know about that. Um, and then you have the Chargers, they're two and a half point favorites on the road in Jacksonville. Yes. Uh, which again, if Herbert is on his game and if Williams isn't too terribly hurt, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, Staley's getting a lot of heat for that shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, if he's not too hurt and, and they can play well, uh, the Chargers should win that game. But, you know, Jacksonville's been, they've been spicy. They've yeah. been spicy. So, so what do you want to do here? Do you so, want to do some picks? Do you want to do awards? What are we doing? Let's uh, let's do our awards. Our, our, our okay. stay tuned sports. The stay tuned sport. The, the sporties, as we call them. There we go. Or the stay tuny. We call them the, the stay tunies. The tunies. The tunies. Let's go with the, the tunies. tunies. <laughs> We're going with the tunies here. Everybody's gonna. Get, it's award season, folks. It's a, we just had the Golden Globes. We got the Oscars coming up. Fuck them. Nobody cares about them. <laughs> yeah. It's all about the tunies here. Uh, and we're just going to do the regular ones. Yeah. You know, nothing, your comeback player of the year, coach of the year, all that kind of stuff. Do you want to start from the bottom and go up? Yeah, let's let's start from the bottom. Okay. Who do you have as your comeback player of the year of the 2022 season? I Okay. Now, this pick is not a, a, a what I what to expect the rest of these picks. But I got Brandon Graham as comeback player of the year. Um, blown Achilles towards the end of last year and to be able to come back and register 10 sacks on a reserve role. Like he wasn't even a, a every down defensive end. Um, I mean, he has to be, he has to be the, 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 the comeback player of the year for me. Now, uh, see, this is the thing. I know what comeback players, it's usually, Oh, they have to come back from an injury or, or something like that. Something really dramatic and, and, yeah. and make it like that. Um, to me, there's nothing that says a comeback player of the year can't be coming back from sucking okay. or being thought to have sucked or being an afterthought or being, ah, he's done. Nobody gives a shit about it. You know, oh, oh, this, te- oh, oh, they're using him as a quarterback. Oh, they're going to be the worst team in the league. They're going to be terrible, which is a, which is a thought that I had and many people had as well. Um, I'm going to give the comeback of the player of the year to Geno Smith from 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 the uh, Seattle Seahawks. And I'm okay with that. Who saw that coming? Exactly. Where he has uh, now, I believe he is he is the single season uh, passing record uh, holder for Seattle. Yes. Uh, in one year in Seattle, he's already passed Russell Wilson, um, and and he's shown that. I mean, Seattle fleeced <laughs> Denver. Yeah. They got all those draft picks, and they started Geno Smith, and they did so much better. They were in the playoffs. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, the, and and before this season, we had the conversations on this very show where I was adamant. I was like, put it in now. Put all your bets you can in now. Seattle's going to be the worst team in the NFL, no doubt. On opening night against Denver, I put – a bunch of money on Denver. I was like, oh, Denver's going to blow them out. Yeah, this is Russell Wilson's think. back home. Denver, all they needed was a quarterback. Now they're going to – and, boy, did we learn a lot in that game. <laughs> and it's like, well, is this a case of Seattle actually being okay and decent, or is this Denver just being terrible? How is Denver losing it? Little did we know, Seattle was going to be a good team this year, and Denver was going to suck. Yeah. Um, and a big part of that was that Geno Smith fucking cooked. Russell, yeah. all Russell Wilson wanted to do was cook. Well, Geno cooked this year. Uh, so that is my comeback player of the year, Geno Smith from the Seattle Seahawks. Geno cooked on a grill, and, and Russell cooked in a microwave. <laughs> oh, God. This is good. <laughs> boo, boo. Oh, come boo, on. That was good. That, that was boo, classic boo. 1980s. Get him off the stage. 
<laughs> All right, uh, uh, coach of the year. Coach of the year. We'll go for who. Uh, I, I think we started with you. We'll go with you. Who is okay. your coach of the year so, for twenty twenty two? Can I do a a a a, a tie, or does it have to be a single you, person? It uh, it's usually a single person. All right, so well, we'll stick with that then. But this was real close for me. It was between Dan Campbell and Brian Dable. Um, I ended up going with Brian Dable because going into the season, same thing like Seattle, going into the season, they were supposed to be shit. They were supposed to be crap. Um, the reason why I was thinking Dan Campbell is because of how he turned the, helped turn the season around. But Brian Dable did it the full season, you know, from, from game one all the way up to last week of the season. Although um, that middle part of the season was a little iffy. But it did didn't hinder you to make the playoffs. I mean, you guys clinched a playoff spot um, the, the second to last week. week. Right. With a week to go. Lions need it. The, the all, you know, the final week plus help. And, you know, so that's why I went with Brian Dable. And plus you right. see how he helped turn. I, I don't want to say turn Daniel Jones around, but help elevate him. He turned the culture around. Yo, yes. And he had that effect. Well, that's the thing, too, is there's been a lot of talk about, you know, well, not a lot of talk, but if you actually look at the stats, look at the numbers, and and also just look how he plays. Daniel Jones has got a lot of uh, Josh Allen traits, mm. and so when you have somebody who was brought in to help with Josh Allen and help Josh Allen become who he is now, because you remember the first two three years of Josh Allen's career, everyone was like, "What, what the fuck are you doing? He sucks. He's terrible. Yeah. Get him out of there. Why'd you pick him? He's terrible. Oh, he's awful. We need a new quarterback. He's all oh, you know." Um, so seeing what he was able to do with Josh Allen up there, if he's able to do the same thing with Daniel Jones here, which, you know, listen, Daniel Jones uh, cut down incredibly on turnovers, on ball security, all of like he, like that was the biggest thing with Daniel Jones was he fumbles the fucking ball all the time. Yeah. And he makes some bad decisions sometimes and throws picks. I believe he had the fewest picks this year or was tied for fewest picks this yeah, year. I know he was really um, low. I don't think he had a fumble loss this year. Um, and if he did, I think it was like one. Like he, he didn't, there was not a lot of that Daniel Jones turnover talk that you saw. It was a massive turnaround. So I'll give you that. And for coach of the year, it was close with me too. It was more of a three-way there because it was more of uh, uh, MCDC, Brian Dable, and and old Dougie Peterson down oh, in, okay. in Jacksonville for what he did down there um, with – I mean, how bad that franchise was after the <laughs> after old finger guns was down there, old Urban Meyer, <laughs> and the seeming disarray that was there uh, to to turn that team around and to get them believing and to get the most out of Trevor Lawrence. Um, but a lot like you, at the end of the day, I'm gonna go with Brian Dable uh, okay. simply for the fact of, uh, again, like with, when it comes to the Jaguars, you you have Trevor Lawrence, the number one draft pick. Uh, is is meant to be great, you know, and they have some other things down there that are meant to be great and are meant to be better and to 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 be there. And they just they weren't because you had fucking Urban Meyer down there, yeah, you know. And so it took Peterson a little bit to to turn that around, but it seems like the Jaguars are turned around. They're going to be good. And with MCDC, um, again, he's got. Uh, he's got Jared Goff down there who was a number one pick, you know, <laughs> and people say things about him, about him not being a good quarterback or anything like that, but he really is. And again, they have weapons. They do. Uh, um, 
And their biggest problem was their defense, and they seemed to correct that about halfway through the season, finally. Yeah. And uh, and they look real good. But when you think about what the Giants were supposed to be this year, like the Giants were thought to be last place even under Washington. Yeah. Like Giants were going to be – people were picking – some people were picking Washington to actually be higher up. Like they, like they, the Giants were an afterthought. Giants were bottom feeders. You know, go for the draft, do whatever like that, try to get a high draft pick, Giants. Start, and that was coming from Giants fans too. I had – going into this season, I had the belief if we won five games – that's 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 a success. Yeah. At least we're not regressing. At least we're not winning only four games or two games. Like, you know, we have in the last couple of years, last couple of years, last fucking ten years <laughs> of being a Giants fan. Um and it it you it and it sounds cliche to say it now, but it was that first week going for that two point conversion, you knew it was different. You knew this was a different team. There was a different coach. There was a different feeling. There was a different aura. There was just something else there. And it it went on a roll from there. We were seven and one at one point. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's that's what sucks about it is that you end up uh, a nine, seven, and one, which means you only won two games the rest of the way, <laughs> which is like, that's. but also when you look at the giant schedule, they they really went into the teeth of their schedule on the second half of the year. That's yeah. not an excuse. And again, we could have won. We should have won that game in Minnesota. We should have won a couple other games that we let go. Um, that one Eagles game, we'll just fucking forget <laughs> about. Uh, you know, we should have beaten the Cowboys. We should have beaten the Cowboys fucking twice this year. If you're if I'm being honest, especially on that Monday night one earlier in the year. Um, but th- that's the thing. Even if the Giants didn't make the playoffs this year. The, the change in that team, the change in that culture, how that team responded and how he, we got what we got out of that team. Um, it's hard not to put Brian Dable as coach of the year. I will say this, though. At the NFL Awards, whenever they do happen, if they do happen to pick Peterson or they do happen to pick MCDC, yeah. I will not be mad. Yeah, I don't think you can be. Like it's, You'd have to try to be mad. You'd have to actively want to be mad about them not picking Brian Dable over, but I think if you pick any one of those three, I think it, I think it's fine. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be okay. And you know what? Just to throw another name, I'd probably be okay with Pete Carroll too. Just because, maybe like, again, they that's were that's to be a name I've heard floated around. That's a name I've heard floated around because everybody thought they were going to be terrible, and they actually made the playoffs. So that's kind of the same boat that the Giants are, you know. So again. There, there's, there. I think there's a lot of candidates for Coach of the Year this year because there were a lot of. Well, shit, who saw that coming, you know? Yeah. So um, so now we go defensive rookie of the year. Who you got? I got uh, the Lions defensive end, Aiden Hutchinson. Um, what was it, nine and a half, ten and a half sacks? I mean, he's up there in the sacks on top of having three interceptions, too, as a defensive end. Um, I know it's probably not a popular one, maybe a second or, you know, maybe he should have been the second or third uh, defensive rookie pick, but... It just seems like he helps that defense change games, and and again, I mean, three interceptions. He was the second. He was the second pick. No, no, no. I mean, as far as defensive rookie of the year. Oh, oh, as far as that goes, that's fine. No, listen, I th- I think that's a solid one. I think yeah. it's solid. And, and watching that game, uh, this 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 last week, um, 
just uh, you could you could see there was no give up in him. Like oh, okay, you know we can't can't go to playoffs. What's the point of playing? You know but he was going hard. He had that same mentality Dan Campbell is. If we can't go, they can't go, and he he took it over. Uh, that's a, that's a good pick. I gotta tell you, that's not bad. My defensive rookie of the year um, is from the New York Jets, Sauce Gardner. Um, it's it's not often you see a rookie cornerback become a shutdown cornerback, but that's what he was. Uh, and as you got later on in the year, uh, you had teams starting to already go to the other side. And let's let's not even let's not even test Sauce. Yeah, because he. Um, is that good? He he embarrassed Aaron Rodgers, which is always fun. Uh, <laughs> he embarrassed a lot of quarterbacks this year. He was an absolute shutdown corner, uh, and to do all this in a rookie season for the Jets, nonetheless, yeah. um, you know he's he is a spiritual successor to Revis. I, w- I would put him out there if you want to have Revis on. Now you got the saucy now you got the sauce lot, saucy, pot. You yeah, got the sauce go. pot now. You know, like you don't want to you don't want to be thrown over here into the sauce pot. Um, so Trademarked I would, by Stay Tuned Sports. Uh, there you go. Say that. <laughs> you can't. You know, we make the t-shirts here, sauce. All right. Uh, but I would definitely go Sauce Gardner as my defensive rookie of the year. Um, and then we switch over to the other side and go with the offensive rookie of the year. Who you got for the year? Offensive right. rookie of the year. Why did my voice go so high? Uh, well, maybe you're excited. I don't know. <laughs> I'm sick. I don't know. I, should, I, should, I, should, I got to bring it back down. I got to bring it down for the ladies. <laughs> I was going to say, we lost a couple of us, uh, users when you went high there. Yeah. Um, I, I really did want to put Kenny Pickett there. And I tried to justify picking him as the winner. Uh, many different ways, but I ended up going with Kenneth Walker, the running back from Seattle. Um, thousand yard season, uh, nine or 10 touchdowns. Like it's to me, it's very hard for a running back, a rookie running back to break through your first season. You know, when I say breakthrough, it's getting that thousand yard, uh, uh, season. Um, because most teams anymore are a running back by committee. So there's, guys taking carries away from you and he also was a, 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 a you know received the, the the ball out of the, the passing game too um so i went with kenneth walker there but i really did want to pick kenny pickett all righty i did good pick good pick kenneth walker i think is a front runner for that as well my pick for the new york jets i'm going with garrett wilson wide receiver um again you talk about somebody who put up some incredible numbers, 83 receptions, 1,100 yards. He was averaging 13 yards a catch um, for a team that couldn't find a quarterback worth a shit. Yeah. Um, you have somebody that was the absolute weapon. And if, it, you know, because obviously early on in the season, uh, it was that Jets rookie running back. I was, I think, was a front runner as well. Yeah, and I, I feel terrible that I can't remember his name, but I am again sick and foggy. So please don't hold that against me because I actually had his name in my mind, <laughs> and now it's just gone. And I hate when it happens. That's another thing that happens when you get old, kids. I was and it's say. for you. It's happening. <laughs> uh, but definitely, like I, I, I understand some of the other ones. And Kenneth Walker, he's obviously on the playoff team. That that means I, that could mean a little bit more uh, yeah. in the voting if people want to pick him for that. Uh, but. I, I got to say, I think for the Jets, it's a sweep of both the offensive and defensive 
uh, rookies of the year. I would I would go Garrett Wilson, wide receiver from the New York Jets, as your offensive rookie of the year. He gets my two. Okay, it uh, sounds oddly weirdly sexual. So let's not set, let's <laughs> let's just call, yeah let's not call let's, let's, let's just go, let's move on. <laughs> let's move on. Uh, next is your uh, defensive player of the year. All right, this one. Uh, he, I don't even think he's even being mentioned in it in the, the the conversation for this award, and it's 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 just terrible. Um, Hassan Ritter from, from from Philly. Um, you look at you know the stats, you know sack categories, uh, tackle for loss categories, and each you know category is someone new leading it, and he is right there behind that person. You know one or you know one or two sacks away, or one tackle for losses. And then all you know the forced fumbles. He has like five five of them, and he recovered three of them. You know, so I, I really think he should get the defensive player of the year award. I know he won't because everybody hates Philly. All right, and who is this? Hassan Riddick. He's one of the. Oh, okay. One, one of, I didn't. I didn't hear you say his name. So I'm like, oh, you're okay. going off on. I was like, <laughs> you never said his fucking name. Who are you picking? <laughs> yeah, he has like 14. It's his third year in a row that he got double digit sacks. Okay. And that's fine. But you're right. Everybody does hate Philly, so fuck you. Uh, <laughs> my defensive player of the year, I think this one's a no-brainer, and I think this one, he might actually win the NFL award, too. It's Nick Bosa uh, out in San Francisco. Uh, he's the sack king for this season. Um, he is an absolute menace to anybody trying to stop him on that line. Uh, 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 he disrupts every play that he's a part of. He's very J.J. Uh, Wattish, if you want to put him that way. Uh, okay. Before JJ got a lot of injuries uh, to him, he is just that much of a force. And to think that he was the second Bosa that everybody was was talking about because it was Joey Bosa down in uh, San Diego. That was the the big guy coming out of college. I think he left college early. Yeah, uh, there was he, a whole I thing. Think he was where he, one of the first ones to sit out the bowl games, wasn't he? Yes, and that was a big controversy back when he yeah. did it. And so then you have, uh, you know, you, you you had Joey, and it's like, oh, well, there's his little brother, Nick. Boy, turns out Nick, <laughs> he's pretty good. Plus, he's got the arms. He's got the arms. Yeah, they're, they're you know, very, you don't, you those, those arms are worthy of a, of a, a word alone, if you ask uh, <laughs> my wife. So um, I, I, I don't think there's any other choice that you could do. I think it's Nick Bosa as your defensive player of the year. Who is your offensive player of the year, Jimbo? I got Justin Jefferson. Um, I mean, just one of the outstanding wide receiver seasons uh, he put up. Um, not sure, but did he break the single se- season NFL record for receiving yards, or was that just the Minnesota one? That was just he broke Randy Moss's Minnesota. Record. Okay, and I mean, come on, if you're being compared to Randy Moss, I mean, how many times ha- ha- has he been up there with for the offensive player? Uh, no, absolutely award, you know? no. Justin Jefferson is an absolute dog. Yeah. There's no question about that. He's a beast, and uh, and he's he's a he's a problem. Yeah. He's one of the biggest problems the Giants got coming up with this weekend. <laughs> so I mean, it's 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 there, you know. So uh, absolutely, uh, Justin Jefferson uh, as your offensive player of the year. I mean. I, I, I can't argue that, really. Yeah. So that's your guy. My offensive player of the year, then. Um, Daniel Jones. I know it's kind of cliche, but I'm going to go with a quarterback. I'm going to go with Patrick Mahomes. Um, oh, okay. Again, he was, the, he was the passing king this year. I know it's easy sometimes to just look at numbers, but also just 
No, I, I'm not saying he's original in a lot of the stuff he does. A lot, like obviously, people were doing no look passes and shovel passes and yeah. stuff like that before him. Brett Favre had done it, you know, before he was stealing welfare money, um, <laughs> and you know, uh, uh, players like Stafford and Detroit were doing no look passes before him and stuff like that. Um, but he does provide that sense of he reminds me of an offensive quarterback Thanos almost he's like he's inevitable like okay. there's an inevitability that seems to come with playing Patrick Mahomes and a Patrick Mahomes team of just no matter what you do no matter how good your defense is he's gonna find a way to sneak something in there or get it overhead or just do something completely out of out of left field that's like no matter how perfect your defense is it just he, he just gets it you know and it's just yeah. like and that's deflating to watch that. If if you're if you're on if you're on that defensive side of the ball, and it's like we did everything perfect, we had everything we had to stop him, and they still got a first down, or they still got seven yards, or they still got a touchdown. And like as a fan watching that, you got to be like, that's you know like that's deflating. Like oh, that yeah. takes so much out of you. Um, so I'll say that I will say my offensive player of the year. For 2022, Patrick Mahomes. And now it's time for the big one. Okay. Your number one, your most valuable player in the NFL. The one who is worth all the millions and millions of dollars that he gets paid. Thank you, Rock. Uh <laughs> for all the for all that he does. Who is your 2022 National Football League most valuable player? Jimbo, go. Jalen Hurts. Typical, typical. <laughs> I'm joking. No, I, have, I actually have Pat Mahomes. Um, you have Pat Mahomes as the MVP. Yes. Oh. If, if, and here's here's the reason why it, I dropped Jalen Hurts out of it. Before the injury, he was my pick. Um, seeing how he played that last week of the season, he looked average. He, he didn't look like a, a, a superstar or, or you know up there with the Patrick Mahomes. Um, you, you know, like you said, he led the the league in the, the passing yards, what five thousand yards or something. Yeah. Um, I mean, I kind of seems like the NFL's trending towards that five thousand is going to be the new benchmark. That's of, a new, yeah, the five thousand is the new four thousand. Yeah. yeah, and he's one of the few to start that. So I'm going Pat Mahomes for my MVP for my Tooney MVP. MVP. Your Tooney, the Tooney MVP for the NFL 2022. <laughs> My MVP 2022 for the NFL season. Um, I'm picking TJ Watt as my MVP. Wow. And that's for the simple fact of we saw what the Steelers were without him. And we saw what they are with him. And we saw what he did last year being defensive player of the year. He very well could be defensive player of the year this year again. Uh, again, the stats aren't there, but that's because he missed a good chunk of the season because he tore his fucking pectoral <laughs> yeah. muscle and still came back and was an instant, instant difference maker yeah. for that team. And the point is, we went from a Steelers team being garbage looking, uh, you know, with with uh, you, you, you got Mike Tomlin looking down the barrel of his first losing season. You have that team just, all right, we'll go for a draft pick. We have a rookie quarterback. We have don't have a lot of offensive weapons. We'll just we'll chalk this up to just being a rebuilding year, and we'll move on. Two, they were fighting for a playoff spot at the very end 
And it was only because the Dolphins won that they're not in it. If the Dolphins lose, the Steelers are in the playoffs. Yeah. They came back with a winning record after being, I believe, one in six to start the season. Their only win was that opening game where he tore his pec muscle against the Bengals, and the Bengals kicker forgot how to kick for some reason. McPherson, usually a great kicker, forgot how to kick the goddamn ball. Um, well, that and I think their long snapper got hurt. So, yeah, um, that's that that game that, that yeah that that was that was that game. But even so, when you look at when you look at everything in, in the totality of it, there's a man who, without him, the team is garbage. With him, they're a playoff team. Yeah, they are. Like they just barely missed it because of the Dolphins won. But they're a playoff team, and arguably, they'd be a much better playoff team in there right now than the Dolphins would be, because uh, the Dolphins are going to get smoked. Yeah. Uh, whereas the Steelers might have actually put up a bit of a game, and that's because of T.J. Watt. So T.J. Watt showed how valuable he is to the Pittsburgh Steelers, and to me, that's that's the essence of the awards. Who is the most valuable player in the National Football League? I don't think you can make an argument right now that it's not T.J. Watt. So there you go. That's my Tony for MVP, T.J. Watt. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, and that would be impressive too. Cause I mean, how many defensive MVPs have there ever been? It's always, a, a uh, Taylor, Lawrence Taylor was the last one. 86. Really? I that far was, back. Yep. 86. Lawrence Taylor was the last defensive, uh, most valuable player. Wow. Um, so, so before we close the show out, do you want to do our wild card blue picks? Let's do some wild card picks. Why not? Let's get some of these out here. All right. So th- these wild card blue picks are sponsored by Dubby. Dubby gives you focus and energy without the crash or jitters. It has no sugar fillers or artificial dyes. No. And I'll tell you what, right now, feeling as sick as I do, very lethargic, no energy, anything like that. You know what I could use right now? I could use a little dub sledge right now. Get a little boost. Get a little up there so I can be more focused and ready to go. I'm out of my dub sledge, though. I don't have it. But you don't have to be like me. You can go over to w.gg right now. Pick up your favorite flavor. Do you like the dub sledge? Do you like the beach and peach? Do you like any number of their other flavors? Well, you can also go there, try out. They have little trial packs that you can see and try out each different flavor before you buy the nice big tubs and get ready to be focused and full of energy. There's no sugar. There's no crashing. There's none of those jitters. There's none of that stuff. You get all of that. It, it, it's 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 literally the best thing you could imagine. It's the greatest thing that this world has ever invented. Everybody says since sliced bread, fuck sliced bread. We're going with W right now. And again, if you go to W.GG, you pick out everything you want to get. You go to checkout in the promo box. You go ahead and put ST Sports 18, all capital letters. You're going to get 10% off of your order. All right. So we're going to kind of use the same rules that we did during regular season for our blue picks. So, right. Do you um, want to, do you just want to run down the games and then we pick out which ones are going to be our, our blue, our, our blowouts, locks and upsets, or do you want to do what our? let's, let's do the whole, the whole slate. And then we'll I was going to say, out. let's yeah. do the whole slate and we'll just pick which ones we're going to pick as the blowout or locks. Okay. All right. So then we'll, in, in that case, then that makes us a little bit easier because then we can just start right there on Saturday, the Seahawks at the 49ers. Uh, the 49ers are nine and a half point favorites there in Santa Clara at Levi Stadium at the Big Pants. I, I, is that what they call it? I don't know. The Big Pants? <laughs> I'm not the sure. Big Pocket? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but there you go. That is your Seahawks and the 49ers. Who you got? 
I want to pick Seattle because I, I, I think at some point, I, I don't think San Fran's going to win the Super Bowl. I think at some point the, the magic runs out for Purdy. Um, but I, I got to go with the Niners. I can't argue that. I think it's the Niners. Uh, I don't think their magic runs out. I actually think the Niners are probably, in my mind right now, uh, the favorite to get to the Super Bowl from the NFC. Um, I'm not going to pick this as my blowout pick because I think Seattle will try to give them a game, but I think they're just overmatched. That San Francisco defense is too much. Brock Purdy is slinging it. Uh, and again, they have the weapons and they'll be getting Debo back relatively soon. I don't know if he's coming back for this weekend, but he might for the next. Um, but it, it, even so, you've seen, I don't know if they need him right now for this game. So I'm going to go the San Francisco 49ers as well. Uh, then what do we have? Saturday night, it is the Los Angeles Chargers and Herbert going to uh, Jacksonville with the big pool there. Uh, playing the Jaguars. The Chargers are two-and-a-half-point favorites on the road in Jacksonville. Who do you got and why? This is, I really think this is going to be a, a very entertaining game. Um, I'm going with Dougie P. I'm going to the Jaguars. Um, Jaguars. I, I, I think, yeah, Jaguars. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, Herbert does show up. But I think this uh, the line at being at two and a half. I think that's about what what the outcome is going to be. It's about two and a half point difference. So I agree. Jaguars. I think it's going to be. I agree. I think it's going to be a real close game. I think it's going to be a fun game to watch. Um, and I'm going to go with ja- I'm going to go with Jacksonville. I can't I can't go against them right now. And again, we're not quite sure of of Williams' status if he's going to play or not. I I don't think he will. To tell you the truth, the way the injury looked. Um, so. Uh, again, could the Chargers easily win this? Absolutely, um, and I think it'll be a close game. But I'm going to go for uh, I'm going to go for the Jaguars. I'm going to go last second win there for the Jacksonville Jaguars. And uh, man, what a hell of a story that would be! Yeah. Uh, so so going from the two consecutive number one picks to actually getting a playoff victory, I I like that. I like that. Um, then we move on to Sunday, and we start off with the regular one o'clock slate on Sunday, and you start off with the Miami Dolphins. Uh, without Tua, uh, uh, they're going to be up in Buffalo playing the Buffalo Bills. The Bills, 13-and-a-half-point favorites there in Orchard Park. I don't know why I'm even asking this, but who do you got and why? I'm going with Miami. Um... Yeah, that's it. It's locked in. Nope, you can't take it back. It's all, nope, you well, already then, said it. Everybody well, heard it. Well, then Everybody heard it. Miami, and it's going to be my blowout pick. No, yeah, yeah, blow out my dick. <laughs> no, I mean, whether Hamlin shows up or not, um, Buffalo, and they're going to be my blowout pick. Yeah, Buffalo by a billion. Yeah. Um, I'm going to save it because I want to do different than you because I don't want to be the same as you. So I'm not going to have that as my blowout pick. You but I will pick. have that as my lock. Oh, no, that's right. I, I thought you did your blowout pick for Seattle, the Niners. No, 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 no. I said okay. that wasn't going to be. I said I'm not doing that. I said it could be, but it's not. Uh, so, okay. Okay. But, but Buffalo is going to be my lock pick. That is for sure. Because uh, I don't think they lose that game. Then for the four o'clock game, we travel up. Uh, well, not travel up because it's basically the same. It's about the same latitude, I would imagine. Uh, Minnesota, where the New York Giants will be taking on the Minnesota Vikings. The Vikings, three point home favorites, which is the default usually uh, for your point spreads there. Minnesota staying at three point favorites at home. Who you got and why? I'm going with the Giants, uh, and I'm going with them as my lock pick because I just don't think Minnesota 
is as good as they were in the beginning of the year. I think they're back to being average. And I think, I know you're worried when the Giants were going into the Philly game, resting the stars, it's, it's going to take that momentum away. I don't think so. I think the Giants are still going to have that mojo going and they're going to win. That's my lock pick See, too. I don't, I don't think the Vikings were ever that good at any point in the year. I think they were, you know, listen, like I always said, I'd rather be lucky than good. And that was the Vikings this year. Uh, and the last time they played the Giants on, on uh, Christmas Eve, uh, again, they got a little bit lucky. The Giants defense didn't have a lot of their players in there that we're going to have in there right now. Um, the referees called back an interception that was clear an interception. They said, oh, it hit the ground, but he had control of it. So anyway, like that took away some things. There were some questionable calls in that game. Vikings got lucky. They hit a 61 fucking yard field goal to win it at the end. Um, so like you take all that into account. Then you have the Giants coming back. Their defense, they have a lot of these defensive starters back. Xavier McKinney, I know, is back. Um, you have the, the again, the last time Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley were on the field, they were fucking cooking. They yeah. were just, you know, granted, I know it was Indianapolis, but still it was the best game the Giants had put together. I just, I see the Giants winning this game. I'm going to pick the Giants, and I'm picking the Giants as my upset pick. Uh, since they are underdogs, so that's what I'm doing. I'm going to go ahead and I'm picking the Giants here uh, to beat Minnesota at home. Then we have the nightcap. We have the Cincinnati Bengals and the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, the Bengals are, what is that, eight and a half. They are eight and a half point favorites at home against the Ravens. Lamar Jackson most likely not playing uh, as he did not practice again as we record this on Wednesday evening. A uh, lot of drama going on with Lamar, a lot of drama going on with the Ravens, as usual. Um, and again, there's another team kind of like the Vikings, never bought into them all year. Um, and and I still don't. So who do you got and why? I'm going with the, the Bengals. Even if Lamar was starting, I think all that would do is make it a little bit closer game. Um, but I just think the Bengals are just so much better than, than the Ravens. Um, and like you said, with that that little bit of drama between Lamar and the team, the, the front office, I think is is gonna if he were to start again, he's you know not starting just yet. It's gonna show. I mean, it's a distraction. You don't want that in the playoffs. So I'm going with the Bengals over the Ravens. Bengals by a billion. Bengals. This is my blowout pick. I'm picking the Bengals over the Ravens. Not much to even analyze here. It's not. It's just sorry about it. It's Bengals. It's Bengals all day. Um, and then we have Monday night. You got the Dallas Cowboys traveling to Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Cowboys, for some reason, are two-and-a-half-point favorites in this game. Jimbo, who you have and why as we close out Super Wild Card Weekend? I got Uncle Tom um, and the Buccaneers. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Uncle Tom Brady. Pump, pump those brakes. <laughs> Find another analogy. Find another, <laughs> find another nickname, please, for the love of God. Uh, old man Brady. Fine, there you go. Okay. Perfect. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, just because I, I just don't think, I think that what we saw with Dallas with Washington uh, is what we're going to see <laughs> going into this game, um, and Buccaneers are going to be my upset pick here. Okay. <laughs> I can't stop. 
pretty sure <laughs> I'd be looking for a new co-host because I think I just killed mine. So just apply oh. to ST Sports. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, Jimbo. I love you, buddy. I really do. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. No, it's Tampa Bay here all day. Dallas has been trending downward. Uh, playoff Tom Brady is a different Tom Brady. Um, I think if if you have Tom Brady and Mike Evans hook up the way they've been, uh, that's something Dak hasn't been playing well. If Dallas gets the running game together, though, if they're able to get Pollard yeah. and Zeke cooking and running and eating, as as Zeke likes to do, do to eating, yeah, yeah, I, I think then Dallas can be in this game absolutely. Uh, and and I don't want to dismiss him outright. I think it will be a close game. I do. Um, but for right now, looking at how these teams are, I know Tampa Bay has not been great this year. I know Tampa Bay has had their struggles. Uh, but you give Tom Brady a playoff game at home. Listen, it's always going to be hard to bet against Tom Brady, and I'm not doing it right now. So I'm going to go to Tampa Bay over the Dallas Cowboys. Well, if it was Uncle Tom Brady. <laughs> and that is our wild card blue pick sponsored by Dubby. Uh, make sure you guys head over to W.GG and use the promo code STSports18, all capital letters. I'm sure Dubby right now is reconsidering their <laughs> their sponsorship uh, uh, agreement with us with that. Jesus <laughs> Christ, Jimbo. Oh, so I think okay. that's going to be it for this week. Um, Please, I'm pretty, yes. I'm pretty end. sure I said enough. Let's um, just end. Just end it. <laughs> so... Till next week, week, it's your good friend Jimbo. And it's your sick boy King. See ya. <laughs>